0: Welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to women in the music industry and the challenges that they face. Each episode features songs by your new favorite band and where you can find them. Come on, the show is starting. I'll see you guys at the front. episode 44 and today you are in for something super special the first ever interview on the podcast it's actually happening i know it's fucking wild episode 44 and here we are it's supposed to happen way earlier in the podcast life but uh here we are today i have a really cool guest who i have only just missed multiple times while she was on long island you know, every single time, uh, her name is Cat Hamilton. Some of you may know her as the energetic lead singer of the band Manic Pixie, who I did feature early on in the podcast. Manic Pixie has since disbanded, but Cat has been busy at work with her solo project that is already rolling with a video and single that you guys will actually get to hear later in the episode. um yeah, me and Cat just wanted to talk about a couple of things um her life in a band and what it was like with sexism and dealing with mental health and all of that stuff that I usually talk about on the podcast, but actually going to interview somebody about all of these things. So wish me luck. Uh, it's going to be a wild ride. And I'm super excited to talk to Kat because like I said, although I've never met her in person, it's almost like we've met because she's been on Long Island multiple times and I have yet to actually come in contact with her, which is absolutely wild and speaks to my personality i guess so um yeah this is my talk with kat hamilton i hope you guys like it and yeah it should be really fun Peer,
1: I'm calling, I'm crying. nice we're doing it did it i'm in slumber party formation Oh, it's one f- thirty p.m. and I'm <laughs> I'm slumber partied up.
0: Nice. You're living your best life.
1: I really am. And, like, you can see my socks and they have kittens on them. Meow. I <laughs> 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 got that them long from Target.
0: I have no idea why my video is not working, but I guess that's fine.
1: Wait, that's so sad, though.
0: I'm so sorry. I don't know what the
1: fuck. What?
0: It says that it's on another application, but I have, like, no other applications open.
1: No, no, no. Just close all the things, except for me.
0: All of the things. Things. Because,
1: like, what if your video is, like, secretly being used on your internet browser to peep on you?
0: Mm. Mm. That's why I had the sticker over it.
1: So you couldn't get peeped. Like, do you remember? Okay, you remember in One Tree Hill where, like, Peyton had, like, the webcam that was always on? No,
0: I never watched One Tree Hill. <laughs> I never had that face <laughs>
1: Sorry, it's okay. But she like lived her whole life for a webcam. It was really strange.
0: That sounds like a life that I kind of want to lead.
1: <laughs> it was like really strange and I get why she did it, but it was very strange. Like, like she'd just walk into her room and be doing stuff and be on her webcam, and then people would like watch her on her webcam. And then, like, who was, like, her love interest would, like, be like, oh, I wonder what Peyton's doing. I think I'm just going to, like, watch her change or something.
0: That's terrifying. I hate it.
1: I oh, know That's really bad. Anyways, <laughs> just, like, make sure that's not happening. Okay.
0: I can't guarantee that. The Illuminati's after me.
1: <laughs> like, make sure your, like, weird crushes aren't all watching you, like, do your life.
0: Def- definitely are.
1: They probably are. Is it weird that you have the same speaking voice as one of my other friends?
0: Really? I get that a lot.
1: My friend Allie, who lives in LA, she's like a super cool musician gal, and you have like the exact same speaking tone. I'm going to tell her after this.
0: That's terrifying, but also be cool.
1: Yeah, she is be cool. She's really cool. So it's fine. Wait, is it possible? Can you do it?
0: Can I do it? Yeah, right. That's That's my motto about a lot of things. <laughs> I know. Know. oh man all right well
1: well it's just not gonna happen I'm just gonna be looking at my face for a while
0: it's fine, it's
1: fine. <laughs> I'm like used to looking at my face at this point from oh, like, yeah, every... like everywhere <laughs> yeah my face is like everywhere so <laughs> and it's been everywhere for years and it's like everything I see to the point where I'm like so I don't even think of it as my own face right like I set up some kind of weird like disassociation between myself and my face. I, I feel that yeah so like I remember I have like this like really funny like little Microsoft tablet that my mom gave me, and I was like doing work on it and I guess like it just syncs up all your photos as your computer background. Oh that's terrifying. So all my like live photos like it was just all me all the time, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> A really just, long time like, it on my face. that I was spending all my time staring at my own face. <laughs> <laughs> like my, like that's weird. Like that's your creepy. background, your own face. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it
0: is. That's, I, I know that's some some disassociation right there.
1: <laughs> I just it, it's my face. I've been looking at it for so long. <laughs> like,
0: you just like, oh, there it is again. Mm, <laughs> this bitch. yeah,
1: oh. I just got faced. Like, but it's really fucking weird. Oh, am, am I not allowed to say fuck? Oh, I like don't know. whatever
0: you want. I curse all the time. It's my brand. Yeah.
1: I remember one time I was on the radio and this happened. And like, I said a bunch of curse words and they were really mad at me and I had to like bleep a bunch out. And I was like, I'm like, because right, it's whatever. good. It feels good. It's I like curse amazing. words.
0: Amazing.
1: It feels really good. And sometimes the things that I want to express can only be expressed in like just like a like a big, throaty fuck. You know? That's a mood. It is! That's
0: a like mood like a if fuck. I've ever lost
1: one. And one of my friends makes fun of me because, like, I'm so tiny. And then, like, things will just come out of me that sound like something that, like, a 28 year old frat guy <laughs> would, like, say. You know? <laughs> Not. I'm like, "Oh, tits." And then he's
0: like, what? "Like what?" <laughs> "Did you just say that?" Mm-hmm. And okay. it's like really, like deep. I'm like, "Tits." <laughs> and... Listen, girls got to lift each other up, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> no, totally. And like, I mean it in like a nice way. It's just like, like the yes word... tits. <laughs> Yeah, like the tits like the It's a thing. It's a tits. Mm. Like you know what I mean? It feels good to say it. I feel like I'm, like, worshipping something the way I would worship tit. <laughs> you know? It's less
0: threatening when women say it when a dude says
1: it. You're like, oh, please. stop. you no. know that woman's probably not going to, like, cut your tits off. Like, <laughs> just, like, corner you in an alley and cut your tits off. I've had to explain this to my male friends so many times. I'm like, when you say something... Like, we're all kind of scared in the back of our mind that you're going to follow us home and it's going to turn into a weird episode of Criminal Minds.
0: (laughs) And then you're going to be on My Favorite Murder and then it's just going to be a whole big mess.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, it's like when you say tits, I'm thinking like maybe like you'll, you know, like like maybe my tits are in danger. And then when I say tits, it's like, oh, she's so cute. Right? Well, if Where, a
0: woman does cut off your tits, she'll probably slather cocoa butter and, like, Moderma on it over the scars just to make sure that you're healing okay.
1: And it's probably, like, a, I don't know, maybe it's, like a, like, a compliment to how good your tits are.
0: Right? Like, she wants She's, to, like, like, spread the awareness to someone else.
1: Or she wants to wear them. As a hat? As a bra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she wants to wear your tits as a bra. That's so fucked up, but like, there's something really entertaining about that. I watch a lot of Criminal Minds. I can tell. So, (laughs) yeah. Like, my humor has just spiraled into like this like alternate universe that isn't actually that alternate, but it is because like nothing's that like, nothing's that like, like written by like Edgar Allan Poe. Like, nothing's that romantic. (laughs) Everything's just fat, white dudes with like sunburns killing people and like on Criminal Minds it's like this whole other thing where it's like they have delusions that like you're Jesus and like the only way to worship you is to drink your blood it's like this whole romantic idea of like what's actually happening in the world
0: I love and hate that
1: (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I'm like there's sick and fun about it because like the real deal is kind of unappealingly ugly
0: well, that so I just
1: got randomly deep but
0: that's a mood
1: <laughs> it's a mood I'm sorry I got really deep for a second but it is it is the deep deep it's the real real And plus I like all Spencer Reed's little outfits he wears really good outfits
0: well that's good that's a good note <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry oh, no. I, To be truthful I have talk about Criminal Minds for a very long time um, Start a podcast but, well. about it <laughs> You know there aren't any I I'm like a podcast key, And I listen to recap podcasts Of all of my favorite TV shows
0: Those exist
1: Like I listen to an L Word recap prod- Oh yeah So there's this <gasps> L Word recap podcast L Word made me gay
0: Well that's everyone Which
1: is also food because i do remember like a big part of my coming out was the l word like getting to see that on my like, little laptop in college
0: i feel like so. that was like most like sexual awakenings it was either like something yeah. super young or the l word
1: yeah exactly and that, for me it was like many stages and still many stages but yeah the l word man and so there's this this podcast that review that goes through it episode by episode called the l word made me gay and they just talk about all the ridiculous clothes
0: i love that i've never watched the l word which i guess just makes me a terrible person but you're um, not
1: you're not it's like a really bad show
0: everyone says that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i listened to a recap podcast i like and i listen to a couple other ones i love recap podcasts it's totally like replaced a lot of television experiences for me
0: There was um, a Handmaid's Tale podcast that I read about, but I never really indulged in, so I guess it is a thing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, completely. Like, it's totally awesome, and it really is, like, good for someone who has, like, a TV habit, because you can kind of, like, ah, transition over. I wonder what else there is out there. There's so much. There's one for, like, every show. Like I listened to a Sex and the City one because I think Sex and the City is hilarious and amazing. <laughs> like I love it. It's and I relate to Miranda on a deep level. <laughs> and like I feel like a, Miranda's like the only real thing that happens on that show.
0: That's debatable. She's That's all debatable.
1: of us. She's all of us. <laughs> it's everybody. Because she goes to lunch with her friends and she's like, "Why are we talking about men? I'm a lawyer." <laughs> like. I have a want job to have that. I really. Do. I'm a suit. I have a suit. It was more money than he makes in like a year. I have my own apartment. Like I wear these like cool silk robes to bed, and That's- like I have fun pokey, like colorful red hair, and like I don't need that in my life. That just be my. And, like...
0: I just want that to be mild. So
1: like you watch the show and everyone's like, oh my God, like guy A, like he can't like get it up or like guy B can't like, like he like is a smoker, like can I date a smoker? And it's all this like really micro aggressive problem stuff. Oh God. It's so micro. And then Miranda's just sitting there like eating her healthy lunch going, I have a big girl job. I lawyer i
0: lawyer good
1: i lawyer well like i do like legal things the lies, and like, they're big. I, I bought my apartment i don't know why we're having this conversation like <laughs> <laughs> you know i pay for my own brunch <laughs> exactly and like it's really amazing to watch because like I don't think you're supposed to like Miranda, but she's the most likable character. Because she's like the only one who's like, I don't know, like living an actual life.
0: <laughs> living the life that we wish we were living.
1: Living a life that like a, a strong woman deserves to live.
0: Oh, so good. You know? That's what I want.
1: <laughs> like, it's just like you need it. Like,
0: I need a Miranda. I need Miranda to exist.
1: Everyone does. Because Miranda's the person who reminds you that like everything's kind of small because you know like and you need that like when you're like psychoanalyzing why someone hasn't texted you back you need miranda going like i'm a lawyer and i paid for my suit
0: i'm just gonna (laughs) have that on repeat in my mind for the rest of my life
1: yeah if nothing else watch like one season so that you can like get the idea of like miranda like like be the miranda that you want to see in the world (laughs)
0: WWMD? What would Miranda do? Talk about being a lawyer.
1: Oh, that's really funny. Oh my! (laughs) I love it. It's so good. Okay, so let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about music and (laughs) stuff. Sorry, we're not. That wasn't it. That's not all we were talking about. (laughs) Thing, to be honest, like there's nothing else more important
0: like the, the the questions i have aren't even that great so
1: what you just said was like 10 times better than what i'm gonna ask you anyway there's okay there's an instagram where you can look at every single outfit ever worn on sex in the city they post a new one every day like i need that link i will i'll send it to you it's so good i think oh, it's I gotta every put that the show, every though. outfit on sex in the city that's just like the name of the instagram i love that and like Carrie's like wearing underwear and a blazer and like Jimmy Choo's and her hair is like huge and she has like a bag that's like made out of like a lunchbox and like you're just like what what, what are we fuck? doing like <laughs> what the actual fuck
0: is
2: this
1: where are wearing this to that was that's always my question I'm like where do you wear this to I can't even find a place to wear like my nice cocktail dress that I've had since I was sixteen. Right, like, like... <laughs> I don't have anywhere to wear it. But this bitch is wearing like a lunchbox. This bitch like, is holding a lunchbox, inner, like undergarments that don't look like overgarments. They like super. Like, apologetically, And like high heels and a blazer, which makes me wonder about like the weather because like it's New York and I lived there for two years. So I don't really understand like how your feet, your like legs aren't cold, but your arms are. Like that's not real. We can't that you're either cold or you're not carrie i'm sorry carrie i'm sorry carrie but miranda knows what's up she wears appropriate garments for the weather
0: Mm, miranda would never
1: like my my first halloween in new york city i remember it so clearly because like i didn't know what to be i'm i get so hype on halloween like, obsessed and decorate everything. <laughs> and then when I actually get to the outfit, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, what in my closet could be a costume? And then I end up just looking like me, but like, With like, wood. like super me, you know, like zesty. <laughs> um, but that yeah, first of all in New York, like, it's fucking cold, okay? Yeah, every year. It's cold, every year. And like, I wasn't about to be out with, like, like I think I was Wednesday Adams because I just, like, ran out of ideas. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had to wear stockings, you know, and, like, sleeves and boots and a hat and, like, then take a bunch of stuff off, like a big coat and stuff, when I got into the Halloween party. <laughs> and you get into this problem where all your friends want to go to Halloween parties all night but, like, not be at them. They just want to go to them. Right, so you get the door, the take off your coat and then your glasses get fogged up because the temperature change is so dramatic. And then you have to immediately put it back on and go to the next thing. And you just spend the entire evening like on trains or in a taxi. I like the idea of a party. I don't actually like the party. That's seriously, that's like the Halloween feeling, the New Year's Eve feeling and the pride feeling. They're all yes. the same.
0: Well, at you least pride is a
1: parade. Yeah, but, like, no one's really doing the parade. Like, none of your friends. It's just, like... Drag race is doing the parade, okay? Drag race is, but I'm not on drag race. Like, I'm not on that level yet. I would love to be a judge. Are you kidding me? But, like, you know what I mean? Like, your friends are like, oh, my God. Like, Zoe and Lauren are at this bar. We have to go. And then we go to the bar. And it's like, actually, Zoe and Lauren left. There's like an after party, like Peaches after party in Brooklyn. We got to go to Brooklyn. And you spend the whole night chasing Zoe and Lauren around. All for them to be home by eight. Yeah. And they're oh, like, actually. That's
0: I have- New York. That's, hol- oh my- that's so- holidays in New York. Stressful. <laughs> well, you're not
1: here anymore. So you don't have to worry about it. It's worse there. I know. California. Oh my God. So the first winter I was back home and not on the East coast anymore. Like, I was just like, what the fuck was I doing? (laughs) Like, I don't have... Like, I know what the weather's gonna be. It's the same every day. Literally. Literally the same. San Francisco's the same every day. And, like, now I'm moving to LA. It's the same every day. So it's just, like... I just don't know what I was... I mean, I do know what I was doing. I had really, really important reasons for being on the East Coast. But, like, now that I don't have those reasons anymore... Like, the idea of voluntarily, like, putting myself through that. Like, I mean, honestly, it's, like, so extra. (laughs) Yes. Like, I was telling my bestie, she lives in Philadelphia, and I was like, yo, girl, like, do you ever just, like, stop and think about, like, how much you have to do just to, like, exist in winter? Yeah. Like, you're going to work and you have to stop and climb into a deer carcass real quick like
0: <laughs> his name is chucky
1: yeah you're like i'm bad girls <laughs> like
0: <laughs> oh, i fucking
1: hate new york
0: yeah it's horrible for it's so... reason.
1: you and, don't like, own a coat anymore
0: how does that feel
1: i don't ha- well i have a few but they're like stylish like sort of coats oh they're like yeah. lunchbox coats <laughs> yeah they're like what carrie wears <laughs> in new york Um, No, I mean, it's really good, honestly. Like, it took me a second to be okay with, like, my life completely changing. Mm -hmm. And by second, I mean, like, six months. Um, You know, just to be okay with something like that, even if you are, even if you do like where you're at or have gratitude, is just, like, pretty complicated. Um, But I'm pretty. Huh? Yeah, right? Several. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, the amount of times someone called me Avril, like I'm really glad it's over. Um, what do you mean? You you get to embody someone whose
0: spirit is still living on ten years later.
1: I know. Well, now now I get Alonus. I just got a review the other day. So I was like, oh, I'm Alanus now.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so nice. I'm not me. Good <laughs> possibly- Early two thousands
1: to nineties. <laughs> I know. I went backwards. Wow. Um,
0: Are you gonna do eighties?
1: I guess so. Yeah, I mean, everybody's doing it. Maybe I will. I love Carly Rae Jepsen. Who
0: doesn't?
1: Oh, my God. You don't understand. Like, I'm to the point where I'm, like, kind of crazy, like, about her. Like, emotion? Yeah. Emotions. Like, it's my number one played artist on Spotify. But that's everybody. It's it's incredible sorry hold on my phone rang and it rings through my computer it's really strange um it's very strange but yeah oh my god emotion's so good
0: it's so good it's like the album of 2017 it's the album of the
1: decade Uh, i agree and then like cut to the feeling is like so amazing and that's like it's just so good i love her have you? Yeah, cut to my feelings. Cut through my feelings, Carly. Just cut right through them. She, so she was on Song Exploder, you know, the podcast where they oh. like, oh, it's really cool. I've uh, listened to like three podcasts in my life.
0: And not that's this funny to have
1: a podcast and like maybe you should listen to other ones. Listen, I <laughs>
0: said I was a role model.
1: <laughs> like, you're not my hero, I guess. Like you're not my superhuman.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, good. Um, I don't need you to be, it's fine. Okay. But good, yeah. Okay, good. So fucking oh man, I need to stop saying that word. So um Carly Ray was interviewed on um on Sonic Splitter and she's like talking about her song and she's like, I was with my writer, my co writer, Tavish, and we were at my Soho apartment. And the way she says Soho apartment, I was like, Ugh. I've listened to it, like, a hundred times.
0: <laughs> I've never heard her speaking voice, so I'm just going to take your word for it. That oh,
1: my know. God. It's, like, climactic. Like, I just... Her. I want her to whisper Soho apartment into my ear. Like... You know, that could
0: probably happen.
1: Yo, like, that's the only reason I hope that I, like, become a very successful artist. So that... that- Carly and I can be backstage at some like Lollapalooza and we're like drinking sparkly water and she whispers in my ear, Soho Apartment. And i would <laughs> not be the only two women on the bill. <laughs> that's a dream. Yeah. That would be my dream too, but like that's never gonna happen. Whatever. Like, oh, womp womp. <laughs> womp womp. Bring back Lilith Fair. Who's cool? Oh,
0: Lilith Fair. Bring it back. Where is she?
1: Lilith? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Is she with Avril? Probably. I just want Sarah McLaughlin to sing the song from the sad commercials. No, stop.
0: I hate that song. <laughs> when it comes on at work, I'm like, oh, it's the puppy commercial. That's good.
1: Oh, no. You're oh, already no. at the dentist. and Now you're already more depressed. You're like, you know what? I found the strength in myself to wake up and walk out my door today. And I don't need the shit from you, Sarah.
0: That's what I'm saying. You're already at the dentist. You already hate existing, and then you have to hear the puppy commercial song.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry if you hear my iced coffee on the thing.
0: Oh no, that's my that's my other brand. I have a lot of brands, and iced coffee is the number one. I
1: drink a lot of iced coffee. I've had two today. Okay. Well, okay, I'm on number one, but like, well, your th- day just started. Yeah, there will be number two. It's only 2 p.m. my time. So. I was about to say, so I'm, I'm hitting, like, 5 o'clock. I'm a little behind. I always have, like, an iced coffee that I sip on until, like, 3 p.m. And then I have, like, a two-hour window of no iced coffee. And then I get one again with my only friend in Marin County.
0: That sounds it- like a skincare routine, only, like, a coffee care routine.
1: Well, he does the same thing. Ah, oh, those are the l-
0: best friends.
1: So he's like, it's iced coffee time. It's, like, 6 o'clock and we're like okay like I love you you're my only friend <laughs>
0: that's how I feel like me and my friend Pat we always do that we always encourage each other's iced coffee habit the other day we were recording and I was like do you want to get coffee he's like um maybe not you know my stomach hurts I was like all right we'll take two
1: <laughs> yeah totally you're like me. I don't care about your stomach you pansy like- right that's
0: what I'm saying like I'm I'm going to Nashville to see Paramore in two weeks and I'm going with <laughs> my, my friend Kate <laughs> Um yeah and um i'm going with my friend kate from canada and she has a equally as unhealthy tell- obsession with coffee no
1: last name what like please tell me she's only kate from canada like there's no last name there
0: no her last name is not generic whatsoever <laughs> it's kate
1: from canada. Kate canada it's so good and i told yeah. her
0: i said we need iced coffee like every minute of every day she's like do you want me to like suffer from a, a heart attack and i was like girl
1: you weak as fuck then Yeah, I brought my only friend in Marin. Like, I literally just have one, and it's hilarious. I mean, that's why, one of the reasons I'm moving to L.A., because I find it very unsustainable to, like, have one friend. Um, But he, yeah, I'm going to have, like, two whole friends. No, I'm going to have more. It's going to be fine. I have three. Uh, But he's amazing, and I brought him to Paramore, and he'd never seen them, and he'd never listened to a record. I know! And he has tattoos and everything. The audacity. <laughs> the horror. I'm sorry, Haley. I was like playing after laughter on the way there. I was like, and this song? And this song. He's like, Can you not talk while this happens? I'm like, Oh yeah. I just have a lot of emotions. <laughs> so I went I went. It was amazing. You're great. But I've seen them a bunch of times as, as like you have and anyone with a brain. But like so they had like a mid set sit down. Yeah. Um and they played like their passion fruit cover and stuff.
0: Oh, everyone lost it. It was great.
1: Yeah, I was not a fan. Oh, you don't like it? No, I you don't just don't kind of like that song or just the yeah. Comedy? I just don't like that song. I don't care
0: about Drake. Sorry, Drake. Oof. Oh, you sound like a Pusha T fan. I'm not either. <laughs> I don't care about either of them. Listen, you should be thankful that your show we weren't you weren't dying because I went to five shows on that tour and three of the five of them Haley had to physically give us water because security would not. What? That's freaking crazy. We were dying, and then like one, I think the show in Maryland it was before, when they had the sit down. She was like, "Are you guys okay?" She's like, do you need water? And we're all like, yes, we need water. So her, um, Zach got up. And I think that uh, Logan got up. And a bunch of them got up. I think almost everybody got up. And they just threw their water at us. And they're like, here, here. And then Haley threw an open bottle. And she's like, incoming. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we
1: love a band that cares. Yeah, they're great. Caramore. Um, Caramore. <laughs> Caramore. Um, no, but like, so we sat down. And they're like, so we're going to play a song off of Brand New Eyes. And like, this one's really like meaningful. I turned to my friend Brennan and I'm like, oh my God, what if they played all I wanted? And then I started crying. And like, I knew they wouldn't, but I just got like
0: in my head about it. That was me on Parahoy though. On Parahoy, I I assumed every song was going to be the Miracle outro and then it never got played. And I was like, "Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah, so that's how I felt I was like, what do they doing? It's brand new eyes There's an acoustic guitar And I started crying, like, do I want that? Am I ready? Like, and then they start playing Misguided Ghosts And you're like, oh no. Exactly! They play Misguided Ghosts And I was like, oh, fuck, man damn it.'" And
0: then you like, got all of the words Like she usually does and everything was fine
1: I mean, that's a lot of albums That girl, like She can forget a word, it's fine She forgets right. a word to that song Every show I saw Taking Back Sunday once, and Adam one would, he like gave no fucks about anything. He didn't remember his words. No, it was in Boston at the House of Blues. He didn't remember his words. He was in like, he was post-cocaine like dad bod phase. Oh, okay. Which like, I'm not mad at it, but like it seemed like he had adopted that for his whole performance style. Mm. Like, that like concept of the dad bod. Leo was shook. (laughs) He, like, didn't care. He just didn't care. He didn't remember his words. He was, like, whatever. He was drunk. And he was, like, doing shots off the bar at the House of Blues and, like, kind of singing and making everyone sing for him. And I was just, like, and everyone was loving it. And I was, like, this is why misogyny. I'm, like, and the patriarchy. Because if a woman were to do this shit, and like forget her words and act like a drunken buffoon and like maybe have eaten a lot of like really yummy donuts recently and stuff oh, yes you know like well, everyone like, be freaking out or, that's like, like Demi lovato like, Demi, Demi yeah. lovato forgot
0: the words to sober and everybody assumed that she was like off the wagon again because she forgot the words to her song about being sober i was like no it was just coincidental i was like people forget words that's all like,
1: the time out to lovato hope you're doing good yeah she
0: uh checked herself into rehab so i think that as of like a couple weeks ago she's fine
1: but yeah i just like watching that made me completely understand the patriarchy because he could literally like shit on stage literally and fucking offer it to people and people would be like yes i love your shit yes no this is
0: delicious
1: and I don't want to make a comment on his character or his like status as a musician or if he'd let himself go. Like it just like wasn't anything like that.
0: It was just like, yes, we loved this. Big
1: Blair, and everyone loved it. And not that I don't love taking back or that there aren't good records. I was just really like, he was wearing the world's ugliest vest. And I'm like, if I got on stage and wore this vest and sang this song, like everyone would hate me.
0: <laughs> Take off the vest. You look like Aladdin.
1: <laughs> yeah like it was weird <laughs> it was a weird vest and it was a weird night but yeah so like it's disgusting and you can't sit with us like, was that like- yeah <laughs> hailey fucking wore that vest and was drunk off her ass like people would start like being like um what happened to you you're like writing songs that don't sound like warp tour anymore and like you're wearing an aladdin vest and i don't believe in you anymore
0: People were mad at Haley because she had said uh, something about like millennials or baby boomers and this like, you know, one of those typical internet trolls that's like, well, actually. He like, well, actually her into her grave or so he thought. And I was like, are we really fighting about this right now? Because she used the word baby boomer and she had to like
1: apologize because people were so mad. It's insane. That's insane. And like, Adam wouldn't have do that. You know, like. No one else in that field has to do that. Who's a guy?
0: Oh my god, you're you're telling me. I've seen so many women just apologize for existing. Like, yeah, I, I apologize to the table when
1: I hit it with my knee.
0: <laughs> well, that's very Canadian of you. I, I'm like, oh fuck, sorry, table. Oh, sorry. I hope you didn't get scuffed.
1: Yeah. Ow. <laughs> um But yeah, that's um, and that's like a cool segue into like like music talks. Like that was really my experience in Manic Pixie. Like I had amazing, I have amazing memories that I'll hold on to forever. But Mm. I would say a lot more of that experience was like me feeling like there was no space for me to fail in any way, like small or large. You know?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean. that actually segues into one of the questions that I had. So let, let's throw a question yeah. in there just so you can answer it and to, to go oh, off. So I don't have to answer my own weird
1: questions that I ask myself all day? Well, I'll um. actually ask both
0: of them because they, they kind of segue into each other and you can just talk. Um, so before we actually get into the interview... Esque portion of this uh, interview with Kat. I want to play for you guys her song that we're going to talk about later on in the episode called Letting Go. It's a single right now along with her single Bees that you heard earlier in the episode. She only has the two songs out right now. Uh, Letting Go actually has a video for it. She talks a little bit more about that towards the end of the episode and she talks about a lot of other stuff that's coming for her. So here is Letting Go by Kat Hamilton.
3: dirty Boston apartment you called me crying said you didn't want to lose me when I moved to New York City to myself if I stayed busy you disappeared painful memory by like painful memories
0: that was Letting Go by Kat Hamilton. And that is something that you guys can find on iTunes right now. Also, she has a music video for it. And she's going to talk later on in the episode about her upcoming releases and more on the song and the meaning behind it. So here is continued my interview and talk with Kat Hamilton. The first one is I never got to see you guys play when Manic Pixie was a band because I'm trash, sorry. But I know our friend Danny, Danny Sacco Hello.
1: Yes. Yeah. My, my friend. Hi Danny. Hi oh, Danny. Beautiful photography queen. I love you. Yes,
0: worship her. Um, I worship I worship her. Yes, yeah, she did a lot for uh, with you guys for her thesis that um I
2: actually yeah, never got to see. Stefan. What? Right
1: for uh the was voice that- club boys club sorry i was getting my movies confused um yes and um, wait can we have a pause? danny has like the most remarkable face i love her like don't you just like like she's got like the most wonderful face Mm. her expressions are like she just conveys so much with so little
0: (laughs) she says so much without saying so little
1: like it's just she's wonderful what a hero okay (laughs) sorry Danny, like, if you're listening, we love you. Danny, if you're listening, you're just like, oh your dream. <laughs> we love a- you. I just love you. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, you never saw us play because you're trash. I was in that movie for Danny's thesis. Yeah, right. it was it was great. Um I even though I never got to see
0: it, but that's great. fine. She'll she'll post it somewhere. <laughs> But um, it looked like a crazy burst of energy and your solo stuff has been incredibly toned down. Did you feel like you lived out your crazy, spunky front woman time and wanted to focus on something different or was it just organic how it happened? Did you feel any pressure to no longer be like that because people weren't responding or just how did that come come to be? Because your solo stuff is like Shania Twain compared to Manic Pixie.
1: Thank God I love Shania Twain. (laughs) Um, I really do. Um, I listen to her all the time. Yeah, okay. So I that's a lot of fucking work. What I was doing in pixie was a lot of work. Shout out to my friends in L Train and J and the Nines and in bands similar to that, like who are doing the front woman thing. It's a lot of exercise, like physically. It yeah, look like it. Yeah, like just a lot of maintenance, a lot of exercise. Um, it's a lot of emotional labor because you don't always play a room with people in it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not the reality of like what people, like how shows are.
0: Everybody plays AMH and that's it.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, you go play somewhere in New Jersey and it's like empty and you have to still be that. Or like you hold yourself to that standard because like you wouldn't want to play a show one show differently just because there's people there. But it's a lot of work. Um, so that's part of why I'm not there anymore. Like I did my time doing that and I don't think that like, it's not like I couldn't do it with my music now, but like that was really the only project I've wanted to do something like that. In, and because it was, so, it was like a huge investment um, all around. Yeah. That being said, it's also that like Manic Pixie's kind of haunted for me. Like I don't, I get, can't look at it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think my body has like a natural aversion to like anything related to that project. Um, like, like when like you traumatizing now, yeah, like when you go through a horrifying breakup and like, like anything that remotely reminds you of that person or how you were with that person, mm-hmm. you're just, like can't like, that's kind of how I feel. So I'm just like the idea of like jumping into the air in like some kind of like timed part of my set, Um, you know, or like running across a stage and like getting up on an amp and like, you know, just like all sorts of things that I was doing then and like jumping off stages and stuff. Like, I don't know, all of it has like this really dark, like shadow on top of it now.
0: Like you just can't look at it the same and everything is just kind of tainted. It would
1: feel like really forced and like manufactured to do it for my stuff now.
0: I mean, it sounds like it would be, to be honest. Like, if I compared to what I've seen you do, like in videos with Manic Pixie, to what you're producing now with music, it would I, just think not make I think
1: it's weird too, but like also it would feel weird. And like, so the other day, like, I'm moving to LA next week or a week and a half. Like, I realized that one of my suitcases that I needed had all my like old outfits in it. Mm hmm. It's in my garage, and I, like, went there, and I swear to God, it was, like, a Voldemort horcrux, like, <laughs> I was, like, like <laughs> taking all my old pixie clothes out and putting it in, like, a plastic bag in, like, the farthest corner of my garage, like, hiding it from, like, I just couldn't, and so I think, like, my solo career now is such a um, antidote to, like, <laughs> what I was doing then.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, listen, you already had such a a crazy, like, short amount of time with that band in a sense of doing all of those things. Like, I've seen pictures and videos. You were just going off the wall, and it's just yeah. to some extent. And I was doing shows just, every
1: weekend. Yeah, like that's tours. So awesome. It's yeah, and I was pay- I was doing at least twenty hours a week of unpaid band maintenance, like on top of whatever shows we were playing or tours we were on. So, like, emails, phone calls, like, check-ins, booking, social media. Like, I was doing at least 20 hours a week for five years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah!
0: <laughs> I, I did because we were banned that long. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were banned that long, and I was doing a lot of freaking work, and... It was all, you know, unpaid, mm-hmm. and anything I did make, I put back into the band. Yeah, like, in even in my own personal life, like from my jobs, like I was investing like thousands of dollars a year. It's a lot. So yeah, it's like I, I just, I can't even. <laughs> oh, it's so strange, like to think of that now because like, it's so far solo away. stuff. <laughs> I'm just so far removed and like solo stuff is so different because like, yeah, I'm doing a good amount of work for sure. But like it's nowhere near the amount of work I was doing to maintain a band. Like that's just fucking crazy. Shout out to everybody who is doing it like, and doing it for real. (laughs) Like your life. Oh my God. I have compassion for you. This is like, this is insane that you did this like, and you're doing this.
0: Do you ever think you'd go back to being in a band, or it just no,
1: <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah, not I mean, for you. I'll have bands. Like I just played a show in like May in Philadelphia when I was back there, and like I had a backing band of like yeah. really strong queer women. Yeah, yeah. like I will have yeah. bands, but it will never be like that again like because front a band like that, and yeah, because it was just it was the most. Like, it was the jobbiest job on the planet. And It wasn't fun anymore? Oh, God, it really wasn't. Like, the last year, it just wasn't fun anymore. Um, maybe even, like, the last year and a half, it wasn't fun. Like, after we released Ironheart, I, like, stopped having fun and just had anxiety. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> and, like, I had already committed myself so much, and I was in this four-way relationship with people.
0: I mean you just put out a record too it's not like you could just give up and be like hey this sucks I don't want to do this anymore you just released a record so you kind of wanted to put something into it
1: yeah and like we had had ex- expectations about the record that it was going to go bigger mm-hmm. and so that was part of it it was just let down there was like a little bit of letdown, and okay like the real real is that like when you're in your mid-20s you start going, if this doesn't get bigger, like, I'm not going to be able to afford to do this anymore. Yeah, truly. You know, it's not even about what, like, your ego. It's, it's like, the, if we can't. The adult thing. Yeah. I'm like, you know, we think of, like, all the bands that I really love, like, what they what they got is they got, like, to the next step young enough to not have that be their problem. Right. You know? Yeah, it's But like mid 20s time where you're just like, yeah, it's the harsh reality of like, if this doesn't get bigger, what are we going to do? Like, I can't do this. Anymore. <laughs> we don't, we don't make money. Like we invest anything we make into merch or the van that's always dying. Like you don't, <laughs> it's just, it's just upsetting to think about just because like, that's the reality that I think everyone gets to if they didn't get the boost early enough. Yeah. I don't you think anybody know, thinks of that either. Like 2021, if like you're not getting on bigger tours by like 23, then you're starting to get get a bunch of jobs to like do this. And then like it gets just really messy and hard and, and it's like not
0: fun and then
1: And then it's not fun, and it's stressful, and people are getting other offers with money involved. Mm -hmm. And you're like, how can I offer you anything that can compete with you being able to live every day? You know? Yeah. And, like, it was just so stressful the last, like, year of it for me. Honestly, until it was over and, like, I was really out of the woods in terms of, like, wrapping up my relationships with people. People inside of the band, like, I didn't realize how much I'd been like biting a stick. Like, (laughs) I was like, that was so stressful
2: for so long.
0: Do you think it fucked up your mental health to no
1: end by doing that? I voluntarily, completely torched my mental health. Um, because I thought that there were things that were more important. Um, you know and i was like it's fine i'm just going to like sacrifice all these things and go crazy until we make it big and then i can relax which is obviously happened. a fallacy yeah that never happened and it's okay like that's like the reality is like it's always just like there's always someone who is more successful than you and someone less and it doesn't mean that you have any more like authenticity or talent it just means that you have maybe more work <laughs> like yeah you know and so yeah i completely completely shredded my mental health putting myself through the last like year and a half of that project um because it was not supporting me in any way except for the fact that i had always been doing it and that like it was my blanket like my warm smallpox blanket <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> was that more le- you know obviously a lot of things led you to you know escape manic pixie in a sense you know did you find any recovery with your mental health after that happened are you still kind of in a fucking oh, yeah. weird spot like what's going on
1: so my bandmates chose to end it before I, like like I wasn't the person who chose to end it oh, okay. I was the person holding on the project for deal life no matter what, at any cost. Yeah. I was like, at any cost. Like, it's fine. I'll die. I don't care. Like, the band can't break up. Um, so when I finally realized that, like, I really had to just say goodbye to it, you know, like, no matter how much I wanted to fight for it, like, I was going to just stay sick and miserable and this was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, I think that was the part where the recovery came because, like, I was like, oh, like I'm really like messed up over this. Like I invested way too much and it was like an inhuman amount uh, into this project thinking that's what I needed to do to get us to wherever we need to be. And I just really like sat there. I was like, damn, like I am not well. <laughs> and that is important, you know? Um, Yeah, like they chose to end it. And like, I was like, back in California, nursing my wounds, trying to figure out who I am as a person without that project. Mm -hmm. And like, then I went into like a lot of mental health recovery work and started working with amazing therapists and just sort of went like, hey, like, I did like, like an extreme X Games version of job for a while. And, like, now I have some injuries, and I got to focus on that. So I was just, like, not buying music and not making music and just doing that. And it was super smart. I'm glad I did.
0: (laughs) Well, it's kind of like they did
1: it for you. So, I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes someone's got to cut it off for you. Yeah, they made the choice that I would have never been able to make for myself. And they did it for their own reasons, but, like, it was a universe way. Yeah, it was a universe way. Of like giving me the time that I needed to be- like become a person again. Like just a person, not a musician, just like a human being. Right. Like, Cause you weren't like
0: that for five years, five years. You were just a musician.
1: Yeah, you really was. And I would say that like being a woman in a band that you're fronting mm-hmm. is so much fucking work.
0: Yeah, talk about that. Talk about what that was like, and did you feel they uh, had pressures to
1: be yeah. one of the boys? And and they were so like this is the thing. Like, I mean, I have there's really complicated relationships with everyone in that pixie and me. Um, but like, they're amazing in the sense that like they didn't personally create an environment where like I was being like treated mistreated as a woman, like they never created that. The environment of doing it is enough. <laughs> you know, like yeah. regardless of who's in your band. Like the environ the social out like the social environment of it is enough. Because like there was this feeling of like Oh, it's so 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 strange to reflect back on this just because like I see it through different eyes now, you know? Brand new eyes. Um brand new eyes, see it through brand new eyes. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> making um my awesome pterodactyl noises. Um but yeah, so like when I look back, it's like it didn't matter how great they were in the band because the environment is so toxic. Um, the DIY scene is so toxic. Yeah. Um, just being surrounded by men all the time itself is toxic.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree.
1: Of, the feeling of being pitted against other women is toxic. Like having the feeling of like the woman being the thing that sells you is toxic. Like your womanhood is just like your thing. And it's weird. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like beyond strange to think about. Like I had this girl come up to me after show. She opened for us and she was like, oh my God, like, you're like Haley from Brand New Eyes and I'm like Haley from Riot. And I just, I stood there and I'm like, what if we were just ourselves? Yeah. And then I. And then I got really sad and, like, walked away because, like, I'm in a movie and also because, like, it was just, like, the last freaking straw in this, like, weird system where Haley's the only person allowed to do it or something.
0: And it's so weird because Haley, you know, incredible performer, but I don't... She's incredible! But I don't see you and Manic Pixie in any of her like the way that you were acting on stage was nowhere close to how she acts on stage she wasn't on she's not really you know jumping off of stuff and doing all of these things you know she, she has lick her lick own bass. thing
1: I like licked bases every night yeah you were, you were like, wild. My open. Um, yeah. a couple of times and one time I like ripped my lip open with a microphone that I threw into my mouth like and it was crazy but yeah it um, it's one of those things where it's just in the subculture, and I got so sad because this girl was like twenty. Oh shit! You know? Yeah. And I was like, "Girl, like, w- what if we were just us? Like, you're not Haley from Riot. I'm not Haley from Brand New Eyes. Like, Haley's not even either of Haley's those Haley's. <laughs> anymore. And I love Haley, and I love, I have so much love for every woman in." Bands like, but that doesn't mean that I'm them. Like, boys are never asked to like be other people when they play music. You know? Yeah. That's like really frustrating.
0: <laughs> Do you feel that you overcompensated with the way that you were acting on stage, or did you feel that that was how your music made you feel? Like- did you like Adam Lazara, for example? Like you know, he's a front uh, frontman that has a lot of things that people know him for, for the mic swinging and all of that. Did you feel yeah. that you had to compete, or was that natural with the music? Yeah.
1: That was natural. That was super natural. Good. <laughs> supernatural. Good, supernatural. Oh. There was a point, though. There was a point, though, where it changed for me for sure. It was natural for a really long time. It felt like what the music wanted. It felt like what the show wanted. Mm -hmm. like it felt like the naturalist expression of what i was doing like i wanted that Mm -hmm. then there was this weird shift in it i don't know what the fuck happened i still don't really know but like my mind shifted and suddenly it all felt really fake
0: was it towards the end like after iron lung
1: or iron heart yeah iron Iron lung it's okay iron lung's a really good punk band i think um, or at least they should be one because that's a good punk band name. Um, no, it, it was after Iron Heart for sure. It was, it was actually like last spring. Let's see. It's summer right now. Yeah. Like a, the spring before this past one. Um, so it was like last April, April-ish. Um, and it just changed for me. And then it was horrible. Uh, Because no matter what I did, I couldn't reclaim the feeling that I had before. Um, Like, it was just, like, me remembering how I felt before I had this, like, shift in mind frame and, like, really wanting to feel that way again and not being able to. Um, And, like, I had... Like, one of the things I loved about doing the Manic Pixie performance art part is that, like, I have really bad anxiety disorder. I'm pretty open about that. I'm on meds. Like, I've done a lot of work around my anxiety. And I got to be out of it for, like, an hour a night. Like, physically so present in something Mm -hmm. and so active that I'm, like, not able to feel anxiety um, for, like, one hour which is great which was incredible like for someone who suffers as much as I've suffered with that it's just like to be able to like leave it for an hour night is like addictive
0: it's awesome yeah no i i get you on that you know when i when i was traveling for 2 or 5 you know those yeah. 2 hours a night i felt you know completely out of the anxiety part of my life and i was able to sit there and just it all melted away you know cried to no friend yeah. every
1: night <laughs> you get to like it like goes away for a bit
0: which is crazy you know people talk about uh music being medicine all the time but you don't really get to know what that feels like unless you know you're get i guess you're that sick where it actually is in a medication
1: yeah it was literally like um i was like self medicating with performing for a long time um because it kept everything like perfect
0: But then it gets dangerous because then you rely on that because you didn't have Manic Pixie anymore. Then you just like spiraled into like this, what the fuck am I going to do now?
1: Yeah. And like, while it was happening, like while I was still in Manic Pixie, like when it shifted for me, then everything was awful because like I would be on stage with all the same fears and anxiety that I have when I'm off stage. Wondering like, what's going on? Why is this? Like, I literally told a very... Um, dear person in my life and only one person knew about this but there was like this moment after a show in Boston where I um, I felt all of my fears and anxiety and misery during the set and that never happens you know mm-hmm. that had never happened and I just like freaked out after the set and like went into the van and was it turned to him and was like didn't work yeah it's like you built up a tolerance yeah it's like I built up a tolerance oh my god second felt I'm like this didn't work this didn't take the fear away I'm like being up there afraid and anxious and miserable like was the worst torture and I was just like it was so upsetting and so like the universe opened up ways in which that like, I had to really sit with that and understand why I needed the shows that much, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sucked, it sucked so hard. <laughs> and I want to give like I want to give like last year cat like the biggest hug ever and tell her it's all gonna be okay, you know? Yeah, you're gonna come out the other side. because she was sitting there going, "Why isn't this working? This always works. When in doubt, I perform. I run around. I jump off things. I sing at people and I feel better. And that didn't happen. So it was like it really sucked. (laughs) It really, really sucked. And I wish I could go and give her a hug and be there for her that night when she realized that it wasn't working.
0: And then she still continued to perform even though that wasn't working anymore. That's even harder than more
1: heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. I was like, it doesn't matter. I don't matter. The band is all that matters. No. Like, this will go away.
0: How long, how long ago was that? Was that, like, the last year of, of its yeah. life?
1: That was, like, the last, like, four or five months. Okay,
0: of the okay, it,
2: wasn't long.
1: No. it wasn't that long. I mean, that's not a sustainable way to approach something. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Like, I don't imagine that being, like, any- sustainable for anyone. Like, oh, I don't matter. Like my feelings
0: aren't valid. It's this band that I'm pouring everything into that may not go anywhere.
1: Yeah. I'm like, my band is the only thing that fucking matters. Meanwhile, the band
0: was crumbling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And <laughs> like, that's the thing, is like I and like I did know that things were not the same and that I could feel like this like weird sense that things were not working but so you know, like I Rose knew
0: glasses because this is like your baby you yeah you don't know anything outside
1: of it also the idea of it ending was just like the most terrifying thing ever you know right like I would have never been able to have a discussion about something like that like it could only end one way which is like cat being told it's over and no and non-negotiable Right. Because I don't even know if I could sit down and like talk to someone and be like, we maybe should think about like re, like organizing how this works. Yeah. You know, like, no, I was like, so obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and little cat was just like, this is my whole life. I don't exist. I am not a person. I am the manic pixie. Everything is manic pixie. Everything that matters is manic pixie. And that's just not real and really sad. Neither are but, Manic Pixie dream girls. Yeah, but like even the Manic Pixie dream girl doesn't fucking care. That's true. You know? <laughs> She's like, oh, my crop top and my beat up. <laughs> I've crossed the country and listened to Simon and Garfunkel. Like, you don't give a fuck. She doesn't have a job. I don't think she has a job.
0: She definitely does not have a job. That's for sure.
1: Like I really don't I think like this idealized woman does not have a job. No, 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 no. Her only job is like to wear cut-off Levi shorts and like <laughs> be like spontaneously be. road trip. You know? And like steal chips from gas stations and like some kind of cute road trip montage. Like that's her, you know? Right. <laughs> um but yeah, so it was like super un- unsustainable after a certain point because that was like my entire life. Right. And I was like not paying attention to my own needs because I felt like they didn't matter because my needs were just whatever the band needed from me. And that's like insane to me now.
0: Yeah, I was about um, to say, so what is that like now? You know, how do you release that?
1: Sad. What? It's so sad. <laughs> like I mean, I love my solo music and I love what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, like I well, I'd love to be successful with it. If I have to like re like change the plan, like I will. Or if I have to like move to somewhere else, I will. Or if I meet like a wonderful, beautiful, like I don't know, like, Indian doctor with British accent. She, like, wants to fly me to Paris. Like, that's what's going to happen.
0: That's oddly specific.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> like, uh, I have dreams. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the idea that something is that, like, that any one thing is your God is actually the lesson I learned. And, like, that's something that you get in, like, recovery work and, like, um, like when you go into mental health stuff, people talk about God a lot mm-hmm. and how important it is to not make anything your God except for like the spirit of the universe, you know? Yeah. That's so true. And that's like Manic Pixie was God. That was the it was my like it was my freaking God. It was yeah. This thing. And then I was nothing when it was gone. And so, I think the most important lesson I learned, and the lesson I continue to like kind of discover more about or get curious about is like how do you not make anything in your life except for the powers that be your God, whether you believe in like Jesus or nothing, or you know what I mean Love but like happy how above all, yeah, how do you not make your job, your relationship, your friendships, your looks your you know, whatever it is you validate yourself with, how do you make it not God? Because yeah. that's what makes you sick in the end. Always is by making something God that isn't.
0: Yeah, which make is it, the it, Almighty. It, that's a hard lesson to learn too. That I've I've tried my best to learn over the last like year or so. I mean, especially you know with that new Paramore record and Idol Worship and all of that. Yeah,
1: you like know, Haley. Experience that from people making her God.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, a lot of people have a lot of interpretations of that song. And a lot of people use it as, like, a thing to use in an argument. But at the grassroots of it, you know, it's basically just saying exactly what you said. Don't make anything or anybody your God except for the spiritual existence that you believe in.
1: Yeah, except for whatever you believe the universe is powered by. And if you don't believe it, cool. But, like, don't make your any one, thank God, and that's what I learned really in a really hard, fucked up way. Was that like? Side. Oh yeah, and I'm great now. <laughs> <laughs> Year ago, <sighs> yeah, no, I'm good. I really am because I'm not making anything. God, like
0: that's the thing, you know. I once you get rid of
1: that, years ago, that like the way to have a healthy relationship with self. And to be able to understand your needs and like really be able to take care of yourself is to not make anything your almighty except for, you know, the strange universe.
0: Right. And it doesn't even have to be a person. Like God might not even be a person to you. It might just be something that you believe in that, you know,
1: is great. Yeah, even muse is not my God. Even like the muse that I make is not my God, you know? And like... I am so glad because when I think about how freaking small my life was, when my almighty was this one DIY band, that's crazy. That's so small. Like it's a small life. It's just one band or one partner or one job. And when you make it the big thing, when you make it the whole thing, like you're making your life and you're shrinking it down. To exist in the universe of whatever the thing you made God to be—it's deep as fuck. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like that's real deep.
0: Like, but it's it's so true, though. I mean, there's so many people out there that idolize and worship and make things that they believe that they're their God. You know, these people, these celebrities, all of these things. When really, it's just these social constructs that we have
1: yeah and Girls you make it your, your God because you can control it, and like that's the truth like we make our we make smaller things our God because there will never be a way that we understand the universe the same way you can understand one person that you're fucking five nights a week, you know, and so there's like this strange comfort and being able to have input in what's happening with your God. And, like, plan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I totally get why I did it. Like, absolutely. Do I think it's the most toxic thing to do to your mental health? Yes. Like, your mental health is super important. And the more you make something come above that in, like, some sort of governing way, the less likely you are to check yourself along the way and adjust yourself for things. You know, like, oh, God, it's, like, so crazy. But, yeah, so I think that, like, that's that's the hang. That's the big thing. Like, if you're going to do music, awesome. Music's amazing. I love writing songs. I love singing. I love performing. Um, just make sure that, like, you remember that's just one part of all of it. Oh, my God, feelings. <laughs>
0: No, I, I love that so much. I, t- I just wanted you to kind of like sit in that for a second.
1: I know. I'm like, oh, no, here come the tears. That's, um, a, that's
0: such an awesome piece of advice, though, for somebody that's starting a band, that's in a band. I have a lot of friends that are in bands that are, you know, female. And they're just, you know, it's hard. I know so many people that are feeling similar to your the way that you felt in Manic Pixie. And it's just, it's cool your perspective on it because i know that there's so many people that might listen to this episode and be like holy shit that's me and maybe make a change or maybe think that they're
1: they're bigger like seriously listen to mama cat y'all like i know my shit i went through this please 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 don't make your band god or the universe don't make your partner god or the universe like whatever you're believing in it's not real. I mean, it is real. You're experiencing it. It's valid, but it's not. It's not the be-all, end-all. Your humanity is not wrapped up in like a single project or a single person or even four people that you make a project with. Like, it's just not. That's like, that's that's ugh. and that's what I wish I could hug me and tell me, <laughs> and maybe I would have made better choices if I had had that. Amazing wisdom behind me.
0: Yeah, but you never would have had that wisdom had you not gone through it.
1: Yeah, I know. So that's what just, you gotta sometimes I wish that you could just buy the wisdom while right, it's like happening. On the side. You know, like I could just drive through and get like iced coffee and like a bag of wisdom. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. And I'm like, wow, it's a really good deal. And then like the w- bag of wisdoms just like your band isn't God. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> thanks. Five years, you know, late, but that's fine. Thank
1: you. I know, I wish someone gave that to me, like, the first year, or the second year, you know? While you were but younger. It was, <laughs> while I was younger, you know, because, like, I mean, I'm not old. I'm only 26, like, I'm fine. But it's just, like, sometimes I wish I didn't, ha- didn't have to do things the hard way. yeah. You know, I think everyone wishes that. (laughs) You're like, man, I wish I could have made like the good choices. while it was happening, and you're like, but it's fine. I'll do it next. And the next time comes around, you're like, I did it again. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, fuck. Fuck. Fuck.
0: You're um. You have two songs out. Um, I I I have for the podcast. I have letting go that I'm gonna play at some point in this episode when I edit it. But uh, what's Letting Go About? Because it sounds like Avril Lavigne, and I love it.
1: Wow, cool. Yeah, does it give you, like, some damn cold night feelings or something? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much, but, like... damn cold night. Rest in peace. I know, so good, though. I love, like, what's that line? Um, Oh, I'm standing on the bridge. I'm waiting in the dark. Is there anybody here? I know. Cat the same song. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good that. line. That's a good line.
0: Yes. She was like, what, sixteen when she wrote that?
1: Yeah, that was some that, that was a banger. Um, I loved it. But yeah, letting go and bees. They're actually on the older side in terms of my life experience, because that's how music works. <laughs> of course. But they strangely relate to whatever I'm going through now. Like, it's not like they're any less relevant. Mm -hmm. It's just, they're you know, they're old in years, Um, especially because I put my soul music on the shelf for a really long time while doing Manic Pixie, Mm -hmm. because there never seemed to be money or time or energy to do it.
0: Yeah, I saw you were working on it like intermittently throughout Manic Pixie's lifetime since I've known Manic Pixie has existed.
1: Yeah, and, like, I just kept being, like, well, you know, Manic Pixie is, like, fucking Jesus, so I guess this will wait another year. And <laughs> whoop, there so, is. whoop, there it is. So, the, um, so, so anyways, it's really strange, because before the band broke up, I had a whole nother kind of release planned. I was, go- I had it mixed by a different person, and I was going to do a small release, and it was my side project. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just gonna do like a small release in New York, like a show and, you know, free downloads or whatever, and be done with this record and have it be my side project. And that was gonna be chill. Mm-hmm. And then when I came out of a hole of like that band ending and that life ending, I was like, whoa, I could still do this, but it's not a side project anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then I immediately was like, all right. And I grabbed my stems from my hard drive that I found in Philadelphia in like a bag inside a bag. And I, I emailed a friend of mine and she knew someone who was a really amazing mixing engineer who worked at, um, electric lady and did like John Mayer records and Coldplay records and stuff. And I was like, these are the songs I want to put out, but I don't want to put them out like I did before because it's no longer a side project. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, send them over to the guy. He was like, yo, let's do it. (laughs) Um, His name is Will Tensley. He's really cool. Um, And so he mixed and mastered them for me. And I was like, I guess I'm doing this now. Holy shit. Okay. Like, I'm a soul artist. This is crazy. I can't believe it. Like, this is the thing I said I wasn't going to do. Now I'm doing it, um, you know? And so then I just started the process of, like, really releasing, like, putting money into things and stuff and making videos. And and what was really cool about doing the videos is I didn't have to ask anybody else what they thought of the concept. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, it was so great. I could just be like, hey, I want to do this in a video. Here's money. Like...
0: Is there a lot less pressure now? Like, you feel like you can do things in your own time?
1: Oh, my God, yes. And I can release things so much quicker. And I can really just, like, it's, like, create your own adventure. Yeah. And, like, I can just, like, everything is just a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. Um, (laughs) It's so much easier. Being in a band is one of the hardest things to do, I think, like, job-wise ever. And not because... Choose to do. Yeah. like. Because it's not just, like, like it's easy to be a good musician for the most part. Like, if you put in enough hard work, you'll get there. And you can make a band with your friends, and it's great. But, like, to keep a band going is just, like, a constant process of checks and balances. Yeah. And to be able to go into this project and just be like, I want to do this thing. And then have, like, my director or whatever for my video be like, sure, let's do it. And I didn't have to freaking ask anybody what they thought (laughs) you know I didn't need anyone else's input it was just mine it was just like how do, how does this song sound and look to me um and I always know that like I I always know I really love a song or like it's really done and I'm really gonna record and do it if I can imagine a video while I'm writing it that's cool yeah um So they're just like, like, if I can imagine the video, I'm like, this is like, this is the shit. This is what it's supposed to be. Because I can already imagine what it looks like, the song, because the video is just like, what a song looks like to me. Right. It's just like a visual companion. (laughs) It's actually why I decided to do releases instead of doing like a single release and then the video release, just do them at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, I want you to see it the way you hear it and hear it the way you see it. So um, what
0: doing with because um, you have the two single singles out, you have letting go' and you have bees. What else are you doing?
1: so I have a record coming out that's yeah. gonna be next step, but it's called the gray area. it's um old and new again <laughs> um, <laughs> it was if you ever paid attention to like my re- like I released a song called the Reminders like two and a half years ago.
0: I may have seen it i'm, I'm not sure yeah. okay.
1: um, that's like also on it, but it sounds completely different because like. I redid everything and just approached it with brand new eyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to release this record and I'm moving to LA and, um, and the re- record release primarily will be for me to be, um, I I actually have studio time booked for my second record in January. Look at you. So it's going to be a release and then like immediate number two time. That's going to be awesome is- though. That sounds dirty, but it's, but it is like, so it's not going to be the same as like releasing a record and then touring for it. Right. I won't be doing any touring. Like not that I don't love touring, but this isn't the record I want to tour on. Right. This is like me, me and like what I'm doing now, like get used to me like this instead of the me you've known for the past five years. That's completely different. You know?
0: That's how I felt like when I was listening to your solo stuff, you know, it was, it, it hit me in the face with, this is who you are now as a 26 year old person and not a 21 year old bouncing off of amps. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I Exactly. That's totally what it is. And so this record for me, it serves the purpose of introducing people to who I am now. Right. And like, hopefully switching some Mag Pixie fans over. But like, if not, like, I totally get it. Cause that stuff's like pop punk and yeah, it's, it's totally, different. totally different, but like, hopefully, you know, and just being like, Hey, like this is me now, this is what I'm going to be making. It's okay. Like <laughs> if, you, okay now. <laughs> if you need to breathe into a bag, like go for it. Um, <laughs> you know, but like, we're fine. It's good. It's a good thing. Like change is a good thing. Growing up into a different person can be a really positive thing. Like, I like myself so much more now than I ever liked myself when I was in that project. Like, easily. Landslide. Um, as much as I share a lot of memes that would hint to the contrary. It's mostly sharing memes that remind me of how I felt in my, like, lowest bottoms.
0: Well, it's called coping yeah. in 2018.
1: Yeah. I'm like, ha ha, that was me! This is my trauma and a meme. I'm like, oh my God, I remember that. Cute. Sherry. Oh my God, yes. Like, you know what I mean? But now, so the record's going to come out and it's going to be like, hey, meet me. Get to know me. Like, Manic Pixie actually wasn't Cat the person. There were four people who collaborated on that project. Like, image-wise, it looked a lot more like mine than maybe, like, the music and the, like, whole concept actually became. Mm-hmm. And, like, while I did a ton of work, I was mostly just, like, a really overworked manager. Yeah. Like, like that, that was my role, you know? And so, like, I while you can get to know things about me from listening to that, like, I think you get to know more about, like, um... Like, when you listen to Manic Pixie, I feel like you get to know more about, like, I don't know, like, four bands, like, four people and their opinions on things and what they like. Um, like, there was this r- article reviewing that band, like, when Ironheart came out and was like, oh, it's the Cat Hamilton band. Oh, God. Like, like, this is just Cat and her backing band. And I was like, actually, no, because now it's Cat and her backing band. And you're fired. <laughs> Like, (laughs) you know, like, I was just like an exhausted, like underpaid manager who like got on stage and also sang. Like, that's not the same thing. So I'm really excited to release this record just to have people be like, like, oh, I can get to know this person if I want to, Mm -hmm. how they actually are. And their dreams and their hopes and their heartbreaks and their failures and anxiety. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so more depth there. I mean, bees is not, it's, it's about me and my struggle with panic attacks when I was first starting to get them. Mm-hmm. For me. And like, it's about a conversation with a therapist. Like it's not, it's not surface stuff. And letting go is about the breakup with my first girlfriend she like dumped me four days before we were supposed to move to new york together oh jesus and i was completely in love with her and thought we were gonna like get married and like be really gay and have a garden or something um and like i mean i'm glad i didn't she was a gemini what would i have done but jeez yeah oh <laughs> my well, good thing I didn't marry that Gemini um, <laughs> I'm a Scorpio that would have been a crock of flaming hot piss man Oh, man. Um,
0: those moons never would have you know
1: yeah I know I'm a cancer it's awesome. moon so I take everything really personally <laughs> um so yeah no but but at the time it was so hard oh my god because I was like... I had this whole expectation of how things were going to be. And then they just changed, which is funny because that happened to me again, like four years later. So it's (laughs) like, I relate to letting go so well, so much because that exact feeling happened with a different project or a different thing, of course, but like her being like, actually, I want to stay in Boston and not be with you. Like that was a huge change.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: And then I'm like moving to New York and I'm supposed to be happy because there's all these people that I could, like, kiss and stuff. But, like, I'm not because this whole thing kind of just got taken away without my – me choosing that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, Letting Go and Bees, they're so personal. The whole record's really personal. It's mostly about her. Um, she was a really big part of my life. Um, and my first love, and my first queer love, which is, like, love on crack. Because you're, like, getting to be yourself also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? First... Like, you're, like, discovering yourself and this other person at the same time. You know?
0: What a shit fest.
1: I know! Um, <laughs> and she's a drummer, of course. And, um, and like, you know, I don't know where she's at, but I hope she's good. But um, it's just, like, the most the record is about her and... But it's also about me and having to come to terms with, like, losing this super intense bond that I had made. Because not only was I in love, but I was, like, figuring myself out through the love. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. All the songs. And there's lots of country bangers. Like, there's a straight-up Shania Twain country banger on it that I'm really oh, excited for. Wait. Oh, it's super Shania.
0: Ye fucking ha girl. <laughs> I yee-haw hard.
1: <laughs> um and Bustard I already have a, Oh, I love her. Um but yeah, so me and the videographer from the Letting Go shoot are also working on a concept for the next song, which will be after I release the record. So I'll do like a video release for one of the songs and um and then it'll be pretty much it. And I'm just gonna go back in the studio um and do my thing for this next record. Um which is so dark, so personal, and so close to the bone that I can't even listen to my own demos. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, like, been this big cloak and dagger secret. Like, only the people who are working on the record know about the songs, really. Um, because they're that... It's, like, terrifying for me to show them to people. I had, like, a freak out two days ago when I was booking studio time, like, getting kind of closer to the real thing... And I was like, oh, my God, people are going to hear these, like, not just me in my room and my dog, like, everybody, and, like, the people working on it. I'm actually, to... oh, my God, like, people are going to have to learn them. Like, I had, like, this whole panic. I was, like, calling my friend who's going to be the drummer on the record, and he was, I was like, I'm going to show them to other people. Like, <laughs> <gasps> and he's like, yeah, that's, like, what making a record that's is. That's the point. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm so stupid. Why would I do this?
0: Like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a good release.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great release because the entire time I'm going to be ducking all of my press.
4: <laughs> what?
1: Huh? Huh? What are you talking about? No, but it's, it really is like so to the bone. Um, and I wrote it after Manic Pixie broke up. Um, and so it's, and I like kind of looked at all these songs and I was like, I could just keep these a secret and never release them and like be happy and release some more pop music about like wanting to run away. Cause that's like all of my pop songs are just about like wanting to go like Manic Pixie Dream Girl It Up and like go on a road trip with no some end <laughs> and some Levi's. Like that's all my pop stuff. And I was like, I could just let this stuff stay hidden. And then I was like, I think I'd be really sad if I let my own, like, fear of being judged get in the way of people getting to get, like, some kind of catharsis out of, like, connecting with me. Mm -hmm. You know? I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. (laughs) I love it. Everything is fine so good um but yeah it's like with after laughter like that record hit me really hard and I listened to it every day for like a month same you know by a month because I
0: mean the last year and a half
1: yeah by a month you mean like, a, like 20 years um <laughs> but like to feel that like to feel the ways in which I connected that album and um the ways like I, I kind of felt okay so you know do you know the story behind um what is it called? It's a death cab song. Tiny vessels. No. So there's a story about how like Chris Walla told Ben Gibbard that they couldn't release Tiny Vessels because everyone would hate him. Because <laughs> about him, it's about him like having a relationship with a girl when he knows that he's not into her, mm-hmm. and he's just, like, using her for validation. Oh. And then she's in love with him. And he's like stringing her along. Like it's really fucked up. Wow, um, wow. And so there's like this whole story about how like, like they almost didn't release it because it would have made, it would have made Ben Gibbard look like a bad person. And like all things considered, it totally does. But, but, big but. Um, Cause Death Cab's like my favorite band ever. Um, so much. Um, the world would be a lesser place if they hadn't released that song. Because what that song does is it get, it takes a really ugly human experience, an emotion that's very real and happens every day, and, like, lets us relate. Yeah. Like, just lets us, like, have less shame around it and relate. You know?
0: Yeah, that's what I love about most most of the songs that have been released in the past year. It's just, it just gives us a sense of humanity and humility
1: and forgiveness. Yeah. And forgiveness and like tiny vessels fucked up. If you ever read the lyrics? You're like, whoa. <laughs> but um, <laughs> whoa. But it's also one of my favorite Death Cab songs ever because everyone can relate to the feeling of like stringing someone along because he liked how it felt to be loved.
0: Yeah,
1: and, like that's a superhuman experience.
0: That's why transit transatlanticism is a
1: great transatlanticism. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yeah, and like. That's the kind of record that I hope will always be in my discography. There will be one where it's like to the bone, like ugly human existence kind of record, because we need those just as much as we need ones that are like, humans are great. <laughs> you know? True. Like we need Haley as much as we need Carly Ray, you know? True. And like I need them both. <laughs> like I need Carly Ray every day. I literally call right every day because she makes me believe in people again. But then she, I, she helps me cut to the feeling completely. But then like, I also need people like Haley and I need people like Ben Gibbard that are willing to turn inward and shine a light on some like dark places with like cobwebs too. Like I need them both. So if I need them both, then everyone needs them both. For sure. So, like who am I? to get all up in my head and not release things that show both. You know? Yeah. Like what makes me so like, I don't know the king of like what emotions people are supposed to feel and not supposed to feel.
0: Yeah. And you can't gatekeep them because there are other people that are being as vulnerable as you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like
0: maybe you'll be that Ben Gibber to somebody.
1: Exactly. And like what, what would I be if Ben Gibbard hadn't done that? Yeah, you know, yeah. like maybe I would be just like working as a secretary who thinks she lives in the 1940s and like wears cool throwback clothing and like listens to a lot of best coast. Like that could have been me. Oh, best yeah. Like that's not so bad. It's just like, that's probably what I would have been if Ben Gibbard hadn't happened. So, like, I feel like I have to release the kind of music that shows both. And that is a shitty thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> but it's going to be awesome. And we're going to all cry together. And it's, like, a year away. So you don't even have to worry about that right now. Yay! Yeah. Um, the gray area is it's sad in a lot of ways, but it's also like kind of surface in comparison to what I'm writing about now. Cause it's mostly about a girl. Which is like
0: Academy is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm never like the Academy is. Um yeah, or are. Um but like, you know, when you I'm and like I reflect back on my work being like, oh I love those songs, but also they're about a girl. And that's, like, a very small piece of the universe, that one girl and those feelings that I had. And, like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Now the universe is so much bigger that, like, I'm writing about a lot of things. Um, It's, like, I kind of feel like I've gotten, like, this really cool upgrade. But, like, my whole phone had to, like, shut down and die for a while. To like get the upgrade.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. But now like all my apps like close themselves and stuff. It's great. Like
0: <laughs> not living your best phone life.
1: <laughs> no. But um but yeah, does is there other questions you wanted to ask me? I don't wanna like
0: no, your everything that you said was great. I was just actually gonna wrap it up and ask you if there's anything else that you wanted to say or Um, mention
1: I mean I can say something really cool and it's not like completely ready yet but I'm really excited like my friend and I in LA we're gonna start our own podcast yay and it's called it's called Allie Cat and Steve Mm -hmm. and we came up with it when we lived together in England years and years ago and um basically it's just about like being a DIY musician and how you make it work And the different tools we can use, like, we're going to talk about different tools um, that people use to work on their own music and to put it out and self-release and self-publish and stuff. And then we're also going to, like, drink coffee and talk to people who are doing, you know, their own thing unsigned and, like, killing it. I love
0: that so much. That's, like, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. such a cool
1: concept. So, cause we both are doing, we both did a, went into a version of that post-college mm-hmm. um, and have a lot of stories. Like I have, I could fill millions of books with my stories about how I've, the things I've done and the things I wish I did and whatever, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah. So um, she and I are putting that out and I'm really excited and it's, something that we've always wanted to do and kept in contact about and made jokes about um (laughs) and so I'm really excited and we're gonna be talking about that today and hopefully getting an episode together in the coming month so expect cool shit
0: I can't wait for that definitely keep me updated on that and I'll definitely keep my peeps updated
1: keep your peeps updated like there is a distinct possibility that someone can just like listen to my voice sometimes like talking about stuff if they want it
0: I'll, I'll make that one of the only podcasts that i'll listen to
1: yes <laughs> like i'll just honestly i'm just gonna make a podcast episode where i say soho apartment and then like sample it and put it on a 10-hour loop
0: i love that please do that because
1: <laughs> like, i don't like being lied to apartment. soho apartment soho apartment <laughs> soho apartment seriously listen to that carly ray episode of song Exploder. I just listen to the way she says soho apartment okay i'll do that you just can for make you. a sex toy out of that thing we like do that you know you can make that like make a vibrator that just whispers soho apartment and nobody's stopping you whispers. from making that <laughs> i need a patent i need one <laughs> no. all right well i'm so glad we had this call um i like, it makes me so happy and filled with joy and possibility. Um,
0: I can't wait for everybody to hear what you had to say. Um, it's going to be really cool. Um, yeah. I, I hope, hope so.
1: Can... <laughs> um, I hope I make you and and be and vulnerable. Hate... I'm going to leave this call going. Everyone hates me. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, it's going to be great. Soho apartment. Soho apartment. Gonna go listen to Car- Carly Ray again. Okay. We're talking about Soho apartments. Uh-huh. Um, okay. <laughs> well Thank hey. You so if,
0: much, Kat. You'll be you'll be a next guest, thanks. I'm sure.
1: Give every single dirty trash can in New York City a kiss for me. Oh, you you got it. Thanks. 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 Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. So that was my chat with Kat
0: Hamilton, formerly, formerly from the band Manic Pixie and now doing her own thing. Um I've never met Kat personally even though it's weird because she lived on Long Island for what seemed like forever. And it's just really cool that I didn't know anything that she was going to talk about or anything that she had to say. And it really opened my eyes to see what she went through through her eyes and it's just really cool that a lot of people are waking up to this idea that you shouldn't make anybody or anything your god except for you know spirituality and you know what you believe in that runs the universe because at the end of the day people are just people and you shouldn't rely on somebody else for your own happiness entertainment or anything so I love that Kat said that and it's something that I'm definitely going to take away from this episode and i'm just really glad that people like her exist and i'm glad that she got out of that hole that she was in for five years it sounded like even though she said it was only the last year but five years it sounded like she was kind of in that spiraling hole and i'm glad that she made it out on top and i hope that you guys take something away from what she said because i know that i will and i've never even been in a band so before i go i do have one last artist that i did want to share with you guys her name is mitski i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly She's been on everybody's lips since her release that came out actually the same day as Sweetener, which was last week. I believe it was um, the 15th, but it came out last week and she is actually Japanese American and she's from NYC. And what's cool about that is, you know, we've seen a lot of um, representation lately we've seen crazy rich Asians come out and we've also seen to all the boys that I've loved I think that's what it's called on Netflix so we've seen a lot of representation lately um, especially with movies like Black Klansmen and um, Sorry to Bother You and the movies coming out like The Hate You Give and even um, Boy Erased so I'm really glad that we're seeing more diversity in our movies and our cinema well, cinema and movies are the same thing. Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about, but in TV, movies, everything positive representation and a lot of good things coming from it. So Mitsuki being in the midst of all this, releasing something as cool as she did, is just—it's really awesome to you know see right now. She's been making music since 2012, but everybody's been talking about her this year, especially with this out, uh this record, and it's called uh to be 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 the cowboy. Sorry, be the cowboy and. I know I play a lot of dreamy sounding pop music, but this is the definition of it. And it's just, it's so cool. The song that I have is called Nobody, and it's probably the fastest song, I would say, on the record, even though it's not fast in any way, shape, or form. But I hope you guys like it. I definitely really like it. And I'm glad that people like Mitski are releasing popular records in 2018. And I definitely like to see more diversity in the music scene other than just, you know, your average musician, you guys know what I'm saying. I hope, <laughs> but before I let you guys hear that song, I want you to know you can find me on Twitter, which is Rebel Hearts Girl, Facebook.com/slash Rebel Hearts Podcast, Instagram is Sam Is Socks. Um, the email is rebelheartspodcast at gmail dot com. As you guys can tell, I've figured out how to do Skype calls. So anybody that's interested in being on the show or has any ideas or any of that, please email me. Get in touch with me. I love having guests. I love, you know, having new perspectives on things that I might not know of, or people that are in bands or anything. Just please reach out to me I also have a website which everything that I just said is on it's rebelheartspodcast.com I also do blogs here and there about music related things and just writing a lot of feelings and emotions along with um, the web stores on there and basically everything that has to do with the podcast and me as a person is on there so definitely check that out and I will see you guys at the front here is Mitski
2: my god I'm so